What is up, everybody, and welcome into the first Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Carden, and as always, joined by my best friend, Steven Cardenas. Dude, what's up? Dude, not much. Just got back from vacation, like... Within the last three hours, we rolled into the driveway, and I am here recording a podcast, but I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. Dude, that is some dedication. Hey, the show's got to get done. I'm going on vacation next week. You know Mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. We're still going to have an episode next week, because we're here for the people. We are here for you guys. We may not be the smartest out there, but we're here for you. Mm -hmm. We're loyal promise we are not the smartest out there it's really all in context as well like i mean are we in a are we in a room full of packers fans yes we are then we're the smartest (laughs) out there like i guess it just depends so uh what's worse than being a packers fan there is an answer that's not the answer the answer uh the the answer answer to what's worse than being a Packers fan is being a team that doesn't have a quarterback to play, so you have to play your receiver. Oh, and That's there it is. It is. <laughs> the weekly reference that's probably going to get old very, very soon. I'm sick if of it. it hasn't already. But I still laugh. It's called the Bronco Bash. It's got a name. And, the uh, Bronco. Everybody do the Bronco the Bash. The Bronco Bash. It Ooh. seems like it could be. A, Ooh, like a, I love it. Like a weird can, 80s can, dance. Producer. Hey, producer, can we get a, uh, uh, um, what do you call that? Like a drop? Maybe, maybe a little music ditty, something, something for the future. Yeah, it doesn't produ- have to be today. Cool. Yeah, producer, can we work on that? Thanks. Cool. Thanks, producer. There's no, there, yeah, thanks, producer, wherever you are. Hope to meet you one day. <laughs> His name's, uh, oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no. right. There's no, there's no room in the budget to hire anyone. Oh. <laughs> we have exactly zero dollars. If anybody's looking for a volunteer a hours. job, let us know. <laughs> Maybe community, community service. service. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so Steve. funny. We're great. We should talk about stuff. <laughs> we can talk. We talk about all sorts of stuff. I mean, just just a minute ago, we were talking about Star Wars, football, horses, horses. They're <laughs> on the beach, uh, on an island. It's almost man. an island. It's kind of it's a weird place. It, it's, it's like strange, isn't it like man. a stretch of islands, right? Yeah. So it's this. So so I'm, I just got back from vacation. Went to the Outer Banks in North Carolina, right? And so it's this like skinny strip of land. I don't think it's more than a half, like a mile wide, but it runs all down the coast of North Carolina. And so it's just this really, really, really long strip of land. And there's on one side, it's it's like water and it's ocean water. But it's it's only like, I don't know, a few miles across to like the mainland continent. So it's this kind of weird lakeish <laughs> kind of feel. Yeah. It's strange, man. You'll have to look it on a map and you'll what's be it, like, what's it called? oh, I get, uh, I get what he meant. The Outer Banks. The Outer Banks. Yeah, I, uh, I know someone else that just went there like literally they got back and then you told me you were going like all within like an hour <laughs> that's hilarious and it, uh, all clicked and i was like oh okay sounds it's like a pretty cool, cool there's, like, horses there and stuff um mm-hmm. it's in, 
it is in North Carolina, right? Yes. Technically? Yep. 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 Okay. Which it's where Sam Darnold's gonna be hanging out, guys? If you want to meet, <laughs> I guess so. They're on the opposite side of North Carolina, though. The other outer banks. Well, the inner inner banks, but anyway. But still, the banks. No, right? I, I guess just, I don't. Know I'm the pretty sure the banks, banks has to do with water. I work at a bank. You do work at a bank. But I don't know the definition of this usage of the word banks. <laughs> I work at a bank, but I don't know what a bank is. I, I know, like, when you bank a turn. Like, I understand that. But I still think that's, that's there's a third version, right, that we're talking about that I'm not, not understanding. <laughs> it is a land This is why English is the hardest. <laughs> oh, my goodness. English is hard. It is. It's difficult. English is hard which by the way i totally off subject but there's there's a, a facebook like viral uh sign wars going on between businesses which is in your hometown it is it's in my my hometown right? which is I guess. pretty yeah. awesome it is it's pretty cool so you you're seeing these live i do i see them i drive past them it's really funny because i didn't think anything of it and then all of a sudden you're sending us stuff because you saw it on this other, you know, news site or whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. really? Like, is it that big of a deal? <laughs> it it is. It was like a, that You need crazy, to send me, you know? send me the pictures. Like if something changes, just send them to me. Oh, I don't, I don't I drive that like, chunk of road oh. often enough to know when things change. Nor so life, do I pay attention. Life is all about changing and growing, right? Nothing stays the same. And that includes your route home from work. So now you're going to have to drive past these businesses so you can send me pictures. Nope. I'm pretty committed in my route home from work. Anywho, this is a fantasy football podcast, I think. Not really sure. But usually, let's talk some fantasy football. I mean, some kind let's of Let's do football. it. Let's do it. Today's show. There's just a few pieces of news I want to go over. Nothing crazy. And then we are going to actually hop into... um. We are in a dynasty league. We have a rookie draft coming up. We know you guys got some rookie drafts coming up in your mm-hmm. dynasty league. Some of you might have already done it. I know it's that time of the year. But if you haven't, go ahead, listen, follow along. We're going to actually draft from our actual positions. Um, and you're going to see who we take, where we take oh, them. Yeah. And we'll even go over where um, where the other picks land. So you guys have an idea, mm-hmm. maybe what to look forward to, and maybe you can strategize around that. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and just go over some some uh, little hot topics going around. Nothing too crazy. The latest piece of news that actually came out today is the Falcons confirmed that they are taking and listening to all offers that would have Julio Jones leaving the team. Now, I don't know if you guys have watched any Atlanta Falcons games, or probably not, at least not the last half, because those just aren't worth watching because they lose. Spoiler alert. But (laughs) Julio Jones is a very vital part of the Atlanta Falcons, and Matt Ryan himself, really. And Mm -hmm. if you got him in fantasy, you're cooking, right? Other than his injuries last year, you're cooking. Right, yeah. So this could have huge fantasy implications. As long as he can stay healthy, he's still a top guy. You know, he is, I think, 31, so he's not the yeah. youngest guy, but he is a receiver, so he's not getting beat up like a running back. He will have a longer shelf life. So I still expect some good years out of him. You know, depending on where he goes, 
I don't know. I know there's been some teams that have been thrown out there, such as New England. Um, your Colts have been thrown out there, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. All these options would just be so interesting. And, and I think actually have like a lot more fantasy implications than you really realize on the surface. You know, you know, say he goes to New England. Okay, now you got Cam. What does that do for Cam? Or what does that do for Mac Jones if he's the one? What does it do for Garoppolo right. if he's starting in San Francisco and Julio ends up there? Like, or, or Carson Wentz for that matter. Like, that all matters. It's all a lot of yeah. little things that snowball. I would love to see him in Indy, but I'd be terrified because I just feel like you guys are slowly building this really, really good team. Julio, I know, like he's like he's not the the youngest. You know, I know he can be injury prone as we saw last year, but I mean, this guy's a game changer, fantasy or not. And this could be huge in the next few weeks. Yeah, it absolutely could. And I think it matters a ton where he ends up. His landing spot, I think, really will have an impact on where I expect to see him and how I think he'll perform fantasy-wise next year. There there are just teams that, that don't throw the ball as much but still need a number one wide receiver. So like New England... I'm probably less excited about him there than, oh, I don't know, like even less than Las Vegas, I would say. A, a few teams like that. So it will be really interesting to see. Uh, I know one one team you mentioned earlier before we got on was Green mm-hmm. Bay. And I, and I was like, oh, wow, that is an interesting idea. Because if he's in Green Bay... I can count on passing volume from Aaron Rodgers. So quality targets, plenty of them, and a high-powered offense. I think there would be potential there for him to have at least one or two really good years as kind of the number two option behind Devontae Adams. Julio Um, and Adams, dude. But you just don't know. We we just don't know. Oh, my gosh. That would be quite the receiving core. And then Rodgers in the backfield, or Rodgers under center, assuming he's coming back. You know, we're, we're I mean, coming on, we're mid-May. Jones will most likely be released after June 1st, because they won't take the cap hit in Atlanta after that date. Seems more plausible, more likely than not, that it's going to happen. And if it's starting to seem, and like the news is heating up, like he's going to end up somewhere that you think you like the landing spot, try to get him in your dynasty draft because I think you can get him pretty cheap but i think he'll be really effective this year and next year at least i don't think he's necessarily like hit the wall yet where i'm like okay that guy is old he's slowed down he can't do it anymore so i think you can still bank on a little bit more production from him for a year or two yeah i think my only concern if i had one would be he's got a lot he's got years left it's just a matter of the injury how prone is he to the injuries now because if it's going to be one of those things that's every few weeks or a majority of the season then then it's just not worth it you know look at your team see what you need you know if you don't need a receiver and you have julio maybe is a now good time to maybe see what you can sure. get for him maybe shop him around you know like you just said i kind of like if you need a receiver if you're hearing some rumors some rumblings you might be able to get him for a decent price let's roll into our dynasty league that we have uh we started up a dynasty league last year we are still looking for some spots if you're interested. I think we have two open spots still in this league. Yep, yep, yep. I want to give all you fine listeners out there a chance to join. 
email us at firstreadpod at gmail.com or find us on social media and reach out to us and we will get you um, get your team set up. This will be our second year. We are in our first ever rookie draft. Now, I am sitting at spot seven. And you, Steven, you are sitting at spot number 12. This is a 12-team league. And you had what you called just a little while ago a hashtag winning season last year. So that puts you at spot number 12. All right, so let's jump over now into our Dynasty League rookie draft. Let's do it. Let's let's talk the rules uh, of our league real quick. So it's a 12-team Dynasty League. It's super flex, so two-quarterback league. It is full PPR and tight end premium. So you get a little extra for your tight end receptions, which boosts mm-hmm. their value a little bit. So th- to keep in mind those two things as we roll through this draft. All right, so let's go ahead and get this mock, this rookie mock draft started. Let's go ahead in three, two, and one. All right. Pick number one is up. And, I mean, we're not surprised. It's Trevor Lawrence, right? Is, is that a surprise here in the in this mock draft, this rookie nope, mock draft? not a surprise at all. Is that what you would have went with? It is. It is. I know I'm, I'm kind of in the situation where I need a little more depth at the QB position. Um, I have Jared Goff and uh, Kirk Cousins are kind of my two guys right now, so I need a little depth right now. Ooh. Definitely would have went Trevor Lawrence had it been me. So, obvious pick, I feel like. The second pick in this rookie draft, Jamar Chase. That seems to make sense. It's an okay one. So if it's me, um, the way I, but the way that I see these super flex leagues is I, I really do value quarterback pretty highly. Um, mm-hmm. So I would be taking my number two quarterback there at the second spot, who is Justin Fields, actually. Ah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken Jamar Chase yet. I probably would have let him fall to four. And then I taking would as him. well. You know, I don't know that team's needs. So all sure. depends on that as well. Sure, uh, sure, third sure. pick, I know you and I probably disagree with this. I think it's a little early. Personally, Trey Lance went at number three in this rookie draft. Yeah, so it, that one's hard. If I'm there at three, if if the board falls, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and I'm sitting there at three, and I have quarterback needs, and I am kind of in a rebuild. Like if I'm not looking to win next year, mm. I'm happy to take Trey Lance. But if I think I have have am I able to compete, I'm afraid to take him because I just don't know how many games he's going to start next year. But but I don't yep. have a problem with the value at three. I, you know, like I, this all depends on needs. I, you know what you need if you're in this number three spot. What position are you in to win? As Stephen just said. So all factors you really need to take into. I think it's a little early for him. That's just my personal opinion on where I'm at in this dynasty league. It's an okay pick. I'm not going to dog it. Pick number four in this rookie draft, Najee Harris. This is a workhorse that's coming in. He's going to get a Mm -hmm. lot of snaps here in Pittsburgh. I love it. He's going to, I think, in my opinion, put up some points next season. He's going to be a starter, and I love it. I, I like that pick a lot. Yeah, he's definitely great value i already have him he's coming out of my projections like a top 15 running back as a rookie based on volume purely so i think there's real potential for him to be really solid for the next three or four years and i think there's so much value there um so after jamar chase i'm i'm pretty ready to take Najee. after that awesome pick team number five can't believe he fell this far. Justin Fields is going at number five in this rookie draft. 
wow, can't believe it fell that far. It's almost like the real draft. Yeah, it's kind of, it feels criminal to me. It, it does. It, it does. I would have taken him far earlier than this <laughs> had I had an earlier oh, pick. Yes. I was still a contender towards the end of the year, so unfortunately I cannot pick up the great Justin Fields. Um, number six is the team right ahead of me, and I absolutely love this pick. If you listen to previous episodes, you know how I feel about Travis Etienne. I am higher on Etienne than I am even Harris. So Travis Etienne went at number six in this rookie draft. Feels like a steal for you then, huh? If it were me, which it's not, unfortunately. But it would be a steal, yes. Uh, I expect ETM to be ETN to be really, really good next season. I know he is kind of sharing that backfield. There, there are reports that um, he is lining up as wide receiver for a lot of a lot of snaps right now in in camp in rookie camp. So something to maybe yeah, keep an eye I've, on. I've heard that, especially in a PPR league. That's all I'm saying. It is definitely interesting news. All right, so I am at this number seven spot, guys. I would like some depth at my quarterback position, but. I don't really want to take Zach Wilson, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm a little scared of any New York Jet that's ever existed, and not in a good way. So I think I have to I think I have to make this pick just because I, I don't I think it'd almost be criminal if I didn't at the number seven spot of this rookie draft, but I'm gonna go ahead and yep. I'm gonna take It hurts a little bit. It 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 does. It kind of feels like the Justin Fields like a crime has been committed a little bit, but I have to go with uh Kyle Pitts on this one at the number seven spot. Yeah, th- this is a great pick for you there at the seven spot to get Pitts. Man, it feels late to me. I think I'm I'm tempted to take Pitts over either of those running backs. I I still think I want I think I want Jamar Chase over Kyle Pitts, but I think I would take my 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 first three quarterbacks, Jamar Chase, then be going Kyle Pitts and getting him as soon as possible. I I believe in the talent there and what he is projected to be, and especially, especially with the Julio rumors happening right now, if they're willing to move on from Julio Jones, it is because they believe in Kyle Pitt's <laughs> ability to be a contributor there in, in the pa- in the passing game. So if he's gone, or if, man, as soon as he's there, I, I want him. And I'm, I'm actually going to try and move up in when we do this draft to get my hands on Kyle Pitts. This that is the player. Uh the next pick there was Zach Wilson coming off the board at spot 8. Uh I think that's fair in a super flex league. Like he is he's is going to be the starter from day 1. There's a lot of value in just that, but I think this is a an indictment on like how the rest of the fantasy community kind of sees Zach Wilson that he's his ADP is is kind of sitting lower than those other three quarterbacks. I just people just don't believe either in the New York Jets or in Zach Wilson as much as they do in these other quarterbacks. And I find that very interesting considering he was the second one to come off the board in the real life NFL draft. It's a combination of both of those things, right? It, it just is. Because not only do you have just a, like a very not fantastic football team over the last few years, but you have Zach Wilson, who has shown talent, but then his history, where you know where he played at BYU and the system he was in, and, and all of that kind of stuff, it's just kind of snowballed into this, yeah, ball of doubt. I guess is a good way to put it. And I'm in that category, I, I, I am without well. a doubt, hundred percent. 
I hope he surprises us, but I think this where these QBs fell is a lot more indicative, as you just put it, of how I think we thought the actual draft would yeah. go for a while. For a majority of the time, until like a month before. Coming in at pick number nine was running back Javante Williams. Uh he on the Carolina Panthers. I for, I keep forgetting about him. I keep forgetting yep, about Javante. Exactly. I don't know why. And it's and seeing this pick here, I'm mad because Ugh. I, I think Melvin Gordon's still being there is what's throwing me off. It is. And I think it, Philip it, Lindsay's even there. It's such a weird situation. Still. No, Philip Lindsay's in Houston. Now. Where'd he go? He, was, he went to Houston. No, he is? Uh-huh. So who didn't go to Houston? <laughs> it, like everyone exactly. Went to Houston. Everyone went to Houston. They just collected oh every God, veteran that was cheap, and they brought him on to Houston, and it's a really weird situation, but that's that's what they Guys, did. Guys, they even have Scotty Phillips and Greg Howell Jr. What depth? <laughs> what depth in what depth. deed. Javante is an interesting prospect. This is probably where he deserves. I don't know. This feels early because I don't want him more than I want these wide receivers. Yeah. Right? I would rather the have the receivers. Picks, yeah, over Javante Williams, who isn't. And maybe this is a team that they're playing the long game. You know, you know, we're not contenders this year. But let's let's build this up. I believe in Javante Williams. Next year, he will be the guy. I'm investing this capital in him now. Which, if that's the case, and you want to draft Javante Williams, I'm gonna. I would suggest dra- um, trading down and getting a little more capital out of it. Yeah, if that's where you want, if that's what who you want, because I don't see him going in a lot of leagues above Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle. Like I just don't see that happening. I agree. I don't. I don't think it will. That that brings us to our our next two picks. So pick number ten was Devonta Smith off Philadelphia Eagles. I know you and I have kind of talked about you know his size and stuff, which has kind of been a dog on him from a lot of people. Yep. Still a very talented guy. My concern, as we mentioned before, is him being in Philly. How do you feel about this pick? I think that man, I think he should probably come off the board a bit earlier than uh, number ten. I think there's a couple players that I would rather have him over them. Zach Wilson, probably Javante Williams. But there's definitely some risk involved when it comes to Javante Smith. And it's a mix of, yes, the size. I hate talking about it because everyone does. And it's kind of become yeah. this like overly worked topic, right? But But it's something to keep in mind. He is tiny for an NFL wide receiver. But the other thing is that landing spot. Him in Philadelphia, I just don't know what to expect from Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts is bad this year, they will draft a quarterback next year. And then you have a year of bad quarterback play followed by a rookie, likely starter. And then you have to hope that the rookie is pretty good. And so now it's like, okay, are we just signing up for the Allen Robinson situation, but not guaranteeing that he can be as resilient as Allen Robinson. You just don't know with that landing spot. But the other thing to keep in mind is what we talked about earlier. This feels like one of the potential spots that could make a trade for Deshaun Watson. And if Deshaun Watson is the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, I am 
extremely interested in Devontae Smith. So this is a this is a tough one. I think that adds a little bit of value to him. I think he's just a good player. So I'm 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 comfortable taking him here and even a couple spots earlier. I, I probably would have taken just personally this next pick in Jalen Waddle, which is weird because I think Jalen Hurts is as of right now a better quarterback than Tua. Okay. But I have more faith in the Miami offense right now. Yes. I just think the Miami team is 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 a more well-oiled machine. But I, I think I definitely would have taken Jalen Waddle over Devonta Smith. So who, which quarterback would you rather have in their second year, Tua or Jalen Hurts? Is this a fantasy perspective or like real life? I'm building an NFL team. Uh, fantasy perspective, which I guess now that it's fantasy perspective, it's kind of an obvious answer, right? It's just like automatically Jalen. Yeah. It has but it's be. not because of his passing ability. At, so, at all. Yes. If it's a real life, probably Tua. He's still athletic. Yeah. He can make plays with his feet. And and as far as like college prospects, he was he just better the better player in college. And and so I I, I think I'm I'm gonna trust that just because we don't have enough NFL wise to be able to say, okay, I believe in this player over that one. But fair, fair. That um, being said, maybe Waddle should go ahead of Devontae. Yeah, I guess that's all kind of choice. Uh, how you feel? You are going to be rounding out this first round of our rookie draft. You are on the clock at the number twelve position. I know who you're taking. I think tell us who it is. So that's funny that you say that. Uh, I thought I knew exactly what I was going to do as well. There are two players staring at me that I love both of them. But there is another dark horse that you I might I might shock you with a little bit here. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with one of the wide receivers. So I'm going to take Rashad Bateman here. Ooh, this okay. one it's the next wide receiver that I like in Dynasty. Now, this is confusing. Last week, I'm pretty sure I ranked Rondell Moore ahead of Rashad Bateman, but that was for this upcoming season only. But I think from a career standpoint, I would rather have Rashad Bateman, who I feel comfortable being a number one kind of alpha receiver in that in that more general mold, whereas Rondale is He's got he's had injury issues in the past. He's kind of a gadgety player. I really believe in the talent, but we just I, I, I feel safer taking Bateman as a player that is going to contribute and will continue to contribute to my fantasy team. I respect that. I, I definitely thought you were gonna go with this next pick in Rondale Moore. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of similar to the Devonta Smith Jalen Waddle argument where you can kind of go Either of these guys, and I think it is going to pay off. Personally, I think you just have a little more upside in Arizona with Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray than you do in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. That's kind sure. of all perspective. But I would have gone Rondell Moore where you're at, but he goes in the second round first pick, which is I, I'm surprised maybe he didn't go in the first round. I, I have I see a lot of upside for Rondell Moore, at least in the longer scheme of things especially so you know in dynasty formats um but yeah yeah uh he is he's followed closely behind by pick number two in trey sermon running back for the san francisco 49ers i know you're not high on trey sermon 
Am I correct? No, that is very correct. I am. I'm pretty low on Trey Sermon, actually. I just, I just don't know what evidence we have that there will be a San Francisco 49ers running back that we can rely on. Like, what have we seen from the last couple years that we want to say, yep, I, I think that guy will be the number one back that gets carries every single week, gets these specific touches, is in this specific role. I think it's all over the place. It's a crapshoot. You don't know what's going to happen. And so like spending this high of capital, like this is the second pick in the second round. There's still, there's still a quarterback, a first round quarterback on the board. And we're like throwing darts at this running back. I I just don't know. I don't like it at all here. Maybe back end, like later on in the second, but this early, just, I just don't love it. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Najee Harris is gone. ETN is gone. I, I the fact that those three guys are gone, I I would start looking at these receivers more before Absolutely. I start looking at you know Trey Sermon. You know, yeah, your big four. Or, I'm sorry, your big five receivers are off the board. But even before Sermon, I'm gonna start looking at some of these next picks that we actually have coming up in, in, in Elijah Moore and Terrace Marshall and stuff like that before I yeah. come back to Sermon. You know. And I do think Sermon might be the guy in another year or two. I really do. But then, I mean, let's, you got to think about it. If you're thinking long-term Trey Lance, (laughs) he's got the legs. So you're in this, you know, situation again, where does that even matter? We're looking at, we're looking at a Cardinal situation where there's not that like dominant back. So, and if that's the case, this is way too early. Yes, absolutely. At pick number three on in the second round is New York Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore. And I, I like this. I like this pickup. Um, there's not a whole lot of competition in New York. You know, there's not. I do think Elijah Moore, it will make an impact, especially if Zach Wilson can get up and running and and, and get those wheels turning. I think Elijah Moore is definitely going to be kind of a sleeper weapon. I really do. And someone just to keep an eye on. Maybe that dark horse in the league that you might be able to get for a really good price. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he'll be able to come in and kind of have a carved out role there in New York because, like you said, the competition is not super crazy. So I, I don't mind him here um, higher up in the second round. The next pick is Terrence Marshall Jr. Plays for the Panthers. Okay, and he's picked the fourth pick here in the second round. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Is this kind of the next receiver that you would be looking to? Yes, um, and I'm very glad he fell before the, uh, Kadarius Tony, which he did, because <laughs> that's how I think it should go. I actually probably, I kind of personally would have lean, leaned um, Marshall over more even. Okay, I don't think that's crazy. I think he went in the second round of the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I really like round. it. Uh, especially with Sam Darnold. I think it's, you know, it's given Sam Darnold those weapons. They they lost some really good weapons this past seized in Carolina you know so Terrace Marshall is going to come into this organization and kind of I think same as Elijah Morris kind of already have a role you know that he can fill and and be a guy Mm -hmm. to lean on for whether it be Sam Darnold or whoever the next guy up is right so I like this pick (laughs) yeah vastly over the next pick which is the fifth pick in the second round and Kadarius Toney uh, Kadarius Tony is becoming my Josh Jacobs, and for reasons I don't know why yet. I I, just, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> yeah, this this is a weird one. It's just like I think you have to take him around here because at this point, this is like he was what the fifteenth pick? Is that correct? Twentieth. Twenty. He was picked twentieth mm-hmm. in the draft. That's higher than you know Rashad Bateman than the three receivers that just went before him. So it's it's like we're just the kinda... Giants passed on Terrace Marshall. Elijah Moore. Yeah. You know, Rashad Bateman in the actual NFL draft to get Kadarius Tony. I hope he really yeah. does play well. I, I really, really do. But I kind of think he was overdrafted. In terms of this dynasty draft, I'm okay with that position. I, I am. Sixth yeah. pick in the second or a fifth pick in the second round. I'm okay with that. It's not a crazy pr- price to pay for a player who was drafted. Highly, and that draft capital is a is a good kind of like. It's a value pick. It's a very good know. value pick. Yeah, you know, yeah. in, in yeah, terms of, of this of this draft pick number six, Mac Jones. I forgot about Mac Jones. I won't lie. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so funny enough, Mac Jones is the other player that I was considering. Oh, with the last pick of the first really? round, he's a quarterback that was drafted. In the first round, he is going to be the starter in New England, possibly this year, but at least yeah. next year, almost guaranteed. Right? the The capital that they spent on him says, "Hey, you're that. This is going to be the guy. Maybe Cam plays out this one this one season, but man, I I'm interested in the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, and even if he's not." setting the world on fire. I think he can be a top 25 quarterback in the league just because of that staff there mm-hmm. and that scheme. You know what I mean? Like I, I trust the coaching enough to say, Hey, I believe Mac Jones can, can put it together and be productive for your fantasy teams. And so this feels super late for him. In my opinion, I I think he should have gone, Early in the second, like the first pick, I would have taken him over Rondell Moore and then anybody that came after him. We're starting to get in this weird position, right? There's <laughs> a lot of names are falling. I have no idea who you're going to take because um, there are a few names I, I really like. Um, you know, Amon St. Brown is actually still there. Uh, yep. Diami Brown is still there. Amari Rogers on the Packers is still there. Very solid pickup. Yeah, who knows who gets um, I'm actually going to go ahead and draft someone. I know a lot of people haven't really talked about him. I'm seeing a lot of upside with this with this player just because there's not a lot of competition. This franchise does not really seem like they have a lot to lose. So I think they're going to go kind of all in or at least enough that he's going to make an impact. I am going to go running back for the New York Jets, Michael Carter. With yeah, it's funny. That's That's what I would have done as well. Um, he's just coming into a starting role. It, it, it's just the way that that is. Yeah, it's perfect scenario. It, it's the perfect scenario. I mean, if you're going to draft Zach Wilson because he's going to be the starter, he's going to be on the Jets, yeah. you know, nothing but upside, really. I mean, you can make the same argument, you know. There's not a lot of competition. I, I think I would argue maybe his the biggest competition is Tevin Coleman. Nope. And I'm not worried. So... I'm expecting Michael Carter to have a really good season or as good as it can get on the New York football jets team. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll see what happens, but 
I, I like this pick. I'm glad I was able to pick him up here in the second round. Yeah, I think that is a good pick yeah. there in the second round. At pick eight, Diami Brown comes off the board, plays for the Washington football team, picked at spot eight. What are your thoughts on Diami Brown here? I like it. I like it a lot. Had Michael Carter not been available or had, you know, maybe he not even been in the draft class, I, I probably would have gone Diami Brown with my, my last pick, you know. Rookie, he's coming into this role. He's coming into Washington. Um, he's having Fitz magic behind him. What is there not to like, right? Um, so I, I like Davey Brown. I see a good thing. So he'll be playing alongside, you know, Curtis, Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys. So there will be a little bit of a target sharing there. But, I mean, it's Fitz magic. You know, he's going to get the job done. He, I, I think, had sliced bread not been invented he would be the best thing ever, right? <laughs> That's just a fact. Oh, man. So when you have sliced bread thrown to you, how can you not be excited? The Fitzmagic love on this podcast is real. Um, I love Diami Brown. I think that that's a good pick. I probably would have, have picked him up pretty a, a good chunk earlier than, than him is, going here. Is, is, it too early, is it too early to tease the Fitzmagic love? Wink, wink to everyone listening. I think so. I think it's a little too early. Uh, I not for me. I love it. <laughs> How could if he didn't have a beard? This would be a different conversation. It would be. It'd be a very different conversation. <laughs> All right. Who is this next pick in this draft? Jared Jerry Rice. Hey, I'm so Jared Rice. <laughs> do you know who this? I have no idea who this player is. Really, as a fantasy analyst, you don't know who this is? No. Good. Me neither. I, I don't know who I this tight end is. How... I'm being completely honest with you guys. I'm not really sure how he went over. Who who's next? I don't know who the next guy is either. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Yeah, the next the next couple. I know who, I've heard who... the name. I know. The okay, next guys, year. we're gonna be honest with you. I don't know Jared Rice, so we're gonna skip over him. I'm just gonna save you guys the time. I have nothing valuable to say on this pick. So let's move on to the next guy. Ramondre is that how you say Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson? Yep. Um, running back for the New England Patriots. There's not a lot of like star stardom left on this on right, draft right. board, I guess. I would have stayed away personally just because he's a running back in New England. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a tough that alone, place to be. That alone I would have stayed away from. I would have taken like someone like Amari Rogers before him, but or even, you know, the next pick, which was Jamar Jefferson. I still would have taken Amari Rodgers over him as well, but I would have taken Jamar yeah, Jefferson absolutely. over Stevenson. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Uh, that is what that is, you know. So, so let's round out this draft. I guess I think I should know. I know who you were probably going to pick, but uh, yeah, hit, hit us with with your final pick in this draft. Yeah, so I'm. It's a pretty easy pick for me to take Amari Rodgers here. Uh, I have no idea why he is still. On the board, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. I assume his ADP is falling because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, but I'm just not that worried about it. He is probably the easy number two guy there in Green Bay. And even if it's Jordan Love, like Jordan Love would have to be so bad for Amari Rodgers not to be fairly useful over the next few years. Yeah. Um and and I just don't I don't see that happening. I think he'll be at least good enough to keep Devonte Adams going somewhat and have a second guy be fairly productive and, and useful. And Mari Rogers will get some interesting 
usage out of the backfield as well to, I think, um, the other player that I would be interested in with is Pat Fryermuth. I didn't expect Rodgers to fall, and so that's who I was planning to try and get there at the last spot, kind of the next tight end after Kyle Pitts. There's a big mm-hmm. gap. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of kind of where I'm interested in in those next couple, those ne- those last picks. Yeah, I think some honorable, honorable mentions. Those are big words. Um, that I, I guess that weren't drafted in these first two rounds that I think are kind of just some people, some players to watch, maybe some notable things to keep in mind before you draft. If you haven't yet, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, for the Detroit Lions receiver. And I say Mm -hmm. that because, you know, they have, they have Jared Goff coming in, you know, he, he needs some weapons. And right now his weapons are Tyrell Williams, Brashad Perriman and Amon Ross St. Brown. So (laughs) it is, it is the complete opposite problem you have in Baltimore where you have room to share your quarterback does not run. So I I think he's someone I think you guys, everyone should keep an eye on. Yeah. However, it is a lion. So you, that argument you can fairly use and I won't blame you. Um, Kyle Trask, in my opinion, is another one to keep an eye on just because Tom Brady is kind of old. If no one told you, even though he doesn't seem absolutely like it. so long-term thing, he's someone to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be mad if he went. And finally, just because of something we mentioned earlier to kind of round this whole show out Davis Mills for the Houston Texans, because yep. if Watson doesn't play this year, if Watson is on his way out, I mean, Guys, I mean the Texans just aren't a good team. And they are not that. I don't even know. I don't even know what their QB depth chart looks like. They have Watson. They do have Tyrod Taylor, so he would yep. probably be the next guy up. Mm-hmm. But he goes down. Davis Mills is your guy. So yep. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's kind of one of those like doomsday, worst case scenario picks. But someone, just something to think about. I should say. Ab. So, absolutely. I kind of forgot about Kyle Trask there at the end. He, that is somebody that I, I'm interested in to, to pick at the back of the second round in our rookie drafts because he could super easily. It is not crazy to think that he is the starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season, right? Like if Tom comes out, if they yeah. either win another Super Bowl or go to another one or he just gets like an, a decent injury – he could just retire. He's he's he can retire at any point, and we just you just don't know. And so, it's possible that Kyle Trask is able to like earn his spot there and be the next guy up, or at least have a season to to kind of go out there and, and give it a shot. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. That that is very possible. Exactly, and they're the Buccaneers death chart. I mean, they have Kyle Trask, Tom Brady, Blaine Gabber, and Ryan Griffin. Yeah, is it crazy to say that Kyle Trask is the next guy up? If something no, were to happen, I assume he comes in and it just is. So I and I'm seeing a lot of articles and headlines here um, that saying he looked really good and fantastic in the rookie minicamps this past weekend. Yeah, so you know he might be one of those people that you pick up super late in your rookie draft, or I mean, if you're in a startup draft a dynasty, just super late at the end mm-hmm. of the draft. Yeah, maybe when you're trying to fill out your rosters. Throw him on a taxi if you ha- if you have a taxi squad. Maybe throw him on there. I'm kind of after this conversation. I kind of want to pick him up now. Maybe 
maybe first round. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I do like the outlook for Kyle Trask. And because even if Brady leaves next year, a lot of that team is going to stay together, right? I would assume or somewhat similar. So mm-hmm. he's got weapons for days for sure. So I love it. Thank you guys uh, for sticking around for this somewhat small slash somewhat long dynasty rookie draft. We really do appreciate you taking the time out. Um, as I've said before, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, your pets. I know they love to hear us talk. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's all our, our pets just gather around us to hear us talk when we get together. That's, <laughs> we're like the pet whisperers. Oh, um, we're like that. How I met your mother episode where, were the paintings that calm dogs down? Remember that one? Yeah. Yep. Nope. I it's don't remember there. that one. It's in there. All I right. believe Am it. I... Mostly. You should. You should. That's okay. We will be back next week, guys. We will have another show for you. It will be pre-recorded because I will be on vacation in the beautiful state of Texas, not on the Outer Banks of Texas. Nope. I'll probably be near a bank in Texas. I'm assuming they have those around. But not the same kind of I bank. assume so as well. Okay. Well, I'll let you guys know what kind of banks I come across in Texas, whether they're inner, outer, lower, upper, anything like that. But oh I'll be back. Gosh. I'll tell you guys all about that in a few weeks. Until then, we will see you guys later. You guys have a good day and a good week. Yep. See you guys. <laughs>